We're back to the Neil Haley Show here on the Author's Corner segment. I'm excited to welcome to the program John Pierre Isbouts, author of In the Footsteps of Jesus, a Chronicle of His Life and Origins of Christianity. John Pierre, how are you? Thanks for just stopping by, Dr. John Pierre. Oh, Neil, so thanks so much for having me. I'm excited to talk to you. This is kind of really, we're into Holy Week and uh, you know, as in a very, very busy time for many religions, not just Christianity, uh, during this time period. And, uh, you know, what a perfect timing to discuss this book, right? To bring this out right now. Exactly. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So kind it's, of, uh, yeah, go ahead. Sorry. One of the things I, I try to do in the book is, is reconstruct the passion uh, literally hour by hour, you know, and, and where it took place and what we know about it. So uh, I hope it will be an inspirational experience for your listeners, um, uh, especially at, in the, this time of the Holy Week. Yeah, definitely. So hour by hour. So you're taking this historical account just at that point, or you're going back as well in the book? No, I'm, I'm going back. So so one thing I try to do with this book is that, you know, uh, we are a nation of specialists, you know, <laughs> and particularly in uh, American scholarship. You know, you're, you're supposed to be a specialist and stick to your trade. Well, I, I sort of break the mold in that sense that uh, I studied history, I studied archaeology, I studied musicology, humanities. And so what I try to do with this book is bring a holistic ex- uh, perspective to the story of Jesus, not just based on biblical text, even though that's, of course, included, but also Roman documents, Jewish documents, the geography of the time, uh, the culture of the time, maps that can show you where things took place, how they took place. And and I'm so grateful to National Geographic that they they funded this and and made it possible. So this is really a a fresh and, and immersive look at the whole uh, whole experience of what it was like to walk with Jesus uh, during his ministry. So, Dr. Jean-Pierre, the, the, the process in this whole thing is when we go historical, because you really don't see a history in the history books for Jesus historically. You know, we always are looking at, you know, specifically faith cannot, you know, clash with history, right? Just like faith and science can't clash. How do you, do you say, based on, you know, really looking at the historical point of it, how it should be taught in schools and look at specific things based on the research you did? Well, that's a great question, Neil. And and one thing that I try to do is place the story of Jesus and his ministry in the context of what was happening in Galilee at the time. And I'm, I'm sure many of your listeners may not be aware that uh, Galilee was going through a huge socioeconomic crisis. Uh, and, and that crisis is what informed his ministry. Uh, under the Herodian dynasty, so King Herod and followed by his sons, Galilee was exploited as a colony in order to fund big projects elsewhere. So in the case of King Herod, that was the construction of the, the harbor of Caesarea, uh, the construction of the city of Sebaste in Samaria, and of course the expansion of the temple in Jerusalem to the biggest sanctuary of its time. Where the heck did he get the money to do all exactly. that? That was the question that, that, that launched my research, you know, and, and it turned out that he uh, exploited the peasantry, foreclosed on their lands through heavy taxation, and then combined these plots that had been held for generations into vast estates, 
And the evidence is in the Gospels. In the Gospels, we see references to estates and, and stewards. And what the heck is that? These terms do not appear in Jewish writings until the Herodian time. And that's the, that's the social economic crisis. That's why the pages of the Gospels are populated by people who are dispossessed, disenfranchised, hungry, no home, no place to go to. They're the one who come to listen to the Sermon of the Mount. See, that's so interesting because uh, that I, I'm familiar with a lot of it just based on things like I read The Case for Christ, but I also look at specifically of under, reading the Catechism of the Catholic Church cover to cover. You'd probably say, wow, not a lot of people could say they've done that, right? Uh, but I have, and I've read <laughs> the Bible and the Catechism of the Catholic Church, the, the, the big one, not just the small Baltimore Catechism. I've read both, but understanding that and looking at, you know, the particulars of what the Bible teaches, what says, and then historically, are there misconceptions between the two? Especially I, you're taking this book in more of a definitely historical point of view than a religious point of view, correct? Yes, well, that, yes, yes, Neil, that's true. But on the other hand, you know, I, I get this question asked a lot. Uh, is there a difference between the, Ju the Jesus of history and the Christ of faith? And of course there are differences. You know, the, 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 the Gospels and the Bible uh, is, is not a history book. It's not a science book. Right. It's a book of faith. And that's what the Catholic Church teaches as well. Yes, for sure. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Uh, but, but these stories did emerge in a particular time and place. And that's what I try to do. I try to relate the traditions of the gospel and the Bible in the historical, cultural, and social context of its time. And when you do that, there are tremendous parallels that emerge, such as, for example, the fact that the devastation of Galilee under the tax regimen and the fact that there were two, two peasant revolts in the first 10 years of Jesus' life it must have made a tremendous impact. You know, we, we see what's happening in Myanmar right now. Well, imagine that exactly. took place in Galilee. And so that must have had a tremendous impact. So that's what I tried to do. I think that there is no real conflict between the Jesus of history and the Christ of faith. There are differences, but they're not essential. The essential message is the same. Yeah, and, and that, definitely. And what about in your point of view? What is your perspective in all this? What made you want to do all this research and study and take the historical point of Jesus? Well, that's a good question, because when I was in university, in grad school, I couldn't make, make up my mind what I wanted to do, so I did it all. I, I did art history, history, archaeology, and musicology on top of that. I just couldn't figure out what I wanted to do. <laughs> and I, I, I wrote theses and all of them. Uh, but uh, eventually, uh, I became very interested in, in biblical archaeology. You know, this was the 70s. Right, you know, exactly. You know, how old I was. And, and in the 70s, suddenly biblical archaeology came into the limelight. Why? The Six-Day War. The Six-Day War of 1967 gave the Israelis control of, all, of the old city of Jerusalem. Now, I'm not going to go into any political dimensions there. I leave that aside. But it did give Israeli archaeologists the opportunity to start digging like never before. And so all of a sudden, you have these amazing discoveries coming out. Um, and, and that's what you know, really fired my, my interest. You know? and, 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 and that's why I decided to 
to go into this particular discipline, but take a multidisciplinary approach, not just get stuck in text yes. analysis, not just get stuck in archaeology, combine all of those strands and create a three-dimensional portrait of who Jesus was. Yes, absolutely. And you're, you have to always take it. And you said why you studied this, the perspective, a lot of things are parallel to the Bible that doesn't, people who read this are not going to be, their faith's not going to be shaken by this, is it? No, you know what, Neil, that's a question I get asked. But whenever a book like this comes out, <laughs> I can tell you already, you know, in the next coming weeks, I'm going to have a whole slew of emails from people saying, oh, Dr. Isbas, I'd love to read your book, but it's not going to affect my faith, is it? You're not saying anything that the church would get upset about, is it? And the answer is absolutely not. I mean, I am an observant Christian. I was raised Catholic, but I give lots of lectures at Episcopalian and Lutheran churches, and, um, and particularly because the historical Jesus is what we all share, regardless of our doctrine. That's something we, we, we all share. And in fact, Neil, I think that getting to know the historical Jesus so much better has strengthened my faith. It has really strengthened my bond with Jesus. And he's a very real presence in my life because I know uh, so much okay. more now what about a, what inspired his ministry. What about mm -hmm. what about Jews or any other religious uh, re religions reading this book? What are their thoughts going to be when they see the historical point of Jesus? Oh, I think that the Jewish readers, and I, I have heard from my Jewish friends that they've enjoyed it very much. Don't forget. Uh, Jesus was a Jewish rabbi. Yeah, exactly. Okay. So they didn't, they never denied rabbi. the whole thing of historically that Jesus was on earth or nor do the Muslims. Uh, so because they, Muhammad wrote about Jesus in, in, in uh, the uh, Quran, correct? About Jesus. Oh, and absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I wrote a book about that called From Moses to Muhammad. Uh, people can go to my website and find more about it. But it's one of probably the, one of the first books that, that describes the parallels in the biblical stories between the Quran, the Islamic Holy Scripture, and the Judeo-Christian Bible. And the, the parallels are amazing. For example, uh, the, the mother Mary, the mother of Jesus, is cited more often in the Quran than in all of the four Gospels combined. Okay, uh, Isa, Jesus, uh, now, he's treated as a prophet. He's not the son of God. Uh, Muslims believe there's only one God, and that's God. But Isa uh, is treated with great reverence. And one of the things I always find so, so incredibly illuminating is that the uh, Islam, uh, Islam believes in the last judgment, uh, as does yes. the uh, mm -hmm. Christian tradition. And guess who will herald the day of last judgment? Is it Muhammad? No. It's Jesus. Muslims believe that it is Jesus who will come and herald the last judgment, as in many Christian denominations today. So there, there are wonderful parallels between the two. And, and yes, there are differences. You know, I, I think we should just focus on the things we have in common. Exactly. And, you know, uh, and that's right. what I try to do with this book. And, the, and that's the global perspective of Jesus that you're trying to present in this book and through historical research and now people can check it out and it's fantastic national geographic decided to do something like this and give this opportunity for people especially during holy week to purchase it now so best place we can purchase your book and learn more about you sir where can we go 
Well, of course, uh, Amazon, uh, you know, it's there. Just enter in the footsteps of Jesus, it will pop up. Uh, you can also go to the National Geographic's website. Um, and then if you want to know more, I, I, I posted a series of podcasts about the book. Uh, this was in response to uh, my dear friend, Russ Levinson. He is the pastor of an Episcopalian parish in Houston, Texas. He's a dear friend of mine. And uh, he said, gee, you know, uh, many of uh, parishioners won't be able to go to church for Easter. It's something we can do. And he says, can you do a series of podcasts about the Footsteps book? I said, sure. So it's on Vimeo right now, vimeo.com. And just enter in the Footsteps of Jesus, and you will find my series of podcasts with links to my website and all the other good stuff. So uh, um, this is how we can all share the good news uh, in this in this holy week and, and learn just a little bit more about who Jesus was and what he was about. Well, powerful, powerful, powerful. People need to pick up the book, and I appreciate you stopping by today. Thank you so much, Neil, for having me. It's been a pleasure. Same here. Take care. All righty. Thanks. Care. Okay, bye-bye. You'll listen to Neil Haley's show, and we'll be back in just a moment.